Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Lab Lounge. We're your hosts, Amber and Yvette, and this is LO108, part two of our interview with Dr. Axo. You're so interesting. I know. I'm just sitting here and I'm like, keep talking. I want to know more. Well, one of the things, when I got here, George and Art, they they were, uh, well, actually, I guess Art was maybe a little older than Marge. Uh, I actually think I know Marge. Yeah, Rich Leg was in biology. They were a husband-wife duo. I think she does. Apart. Mm-hmm. She does uh, dog Yes, training. she does nose work. Agility. Yes. Agility training. She has uh, Gordon Setters, or at least she yes. used to back in the day. I think... I think she has one right now, but she does nose work with my mom, so I've met her before. Nose work, as in smelling? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Did your mom have long COVID or something? No. For the dogs. Oh, for the dogs. (laughs) So to clarify, do you want us to mention what you do with dogs, like your work with them? So. uh, (laughs) Yes. So my parents used to... We used to have a training group for service animals, and so we would train epilepsy alert dogs. And so we did that for a couple of years, and so I've always been around dogs, like, my whole life. So I actually show dogs, usually in confirmation. We don't do any, like, obedience or agility. Our dogs are just manic, and they run around the house. <laughs> they have no manners. <laughs> so right now, my Labrador, Murphy, I he just got his UKC championship, and we're going to try and get his AKC championship at some point. <laughs> But our next show is in March, so I'm very excited. Wow. This is nose work. Yes. So nose work is, so you start out with treats and boxes. So you get like Chinese, like empty Chinese takeout boxes, and you put treats in them, and you line them up so the dog can figure out that they need to find out what's in that box. And of course, they're always rewarded. We don't, there's no negative reinforcement. It's always positive. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Technically, that's still positive reinforcement. Oh, if like you look that. at the psychology definition of yeah. positive and negative reinforcement, well, you got positive is any time that something is given. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Even so a even gun yeah, even yeah. a squirt gun would be positive reinforcement because something is given. It's when you take away that it's negative reinforcement. Gotcha. Or yelling. Yeah. Yelling is never yeah very nice. Um, at least by the psychology definition, that is just about everything I took away from my intro to psychology class. Nice. Well, I so. defer because I never took a psychology <laughs> class. I think I took one in high school, and that was it. I was a nursing major for about three weeks when I came to college, and I was in the psychology class for that. So, yeah. It's, it's tidbits like that. You never know when it's going to come yeah. in handy. Like in a random podcast episode when we start talking about positive and negative reinforcement. <laughs> and, and, and nose training. And nose, nose training. training. Yeah, I like so they have, like, it's also like a competitive sport, but it's mostly you trying to beat the clock versus you trying to beat another dog. Okay. So they move on from treats usually, and then they do, there's three different scents. It's birch, clove, and anise, I'm pretty sure. I think clove is the hardest one, and then anise is in the middle. But they always start out with birch, and you basically put scent on, like, cotton swabs and stick them in a metal container that has holes. And then you place this little container on, like, different surfaces, and you can see where the scent will, like, pool. If there's, like, a fan going on, like, if it'll move with the like air currents and everything. Mm -hmm. So basically your dog really has to use their brain and like trust their nose. It's very instinctual sport. It's not like confirmation where I train my dog to stand pretty 
right. for judges to look at, you know. But you do that too when they're not nose trained. Yes, Murphy Murphy's doing it right now. Said, He's still I mean, a I baby took though. Champion <laughs> that's a big deal. I got his championship in I think two weekends. So UKC is a little easier. There's less politics surrounding it, but AKC okay. is where all the there's no professional handlers in UKC. Oh. So I'm an owner handler because I co-own this dog with my mother. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been showing so, dogs. So when you're doing epilepsy training. We don't do it anymore. Well, I know, we but when you did, mm -hmm. did you have somebody who had epilepsy so they could? Yeah, we oh. placed a couple of dogs. We no, 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 but how would you train the dog? It took a very long time. Okay. <laughs> well, no, so it's very, it's very involved because so we'll do basic... We'll do basic obedience and like then, so after they've learned how to like sit, stay, do all those things proficiently, then we'll move on to more specialized tips and tricks, I guess. We would teach them. So there are these like specific buttons for dogs where you can, they, you can have them press it and they'll call 911. If the person becomes unresponsive, they live by themselves or if they're home alone. And so we'll teach them to like turn on lights and press buttons. Jump on the wall, turn the wow. light switch on. I need those buttons. Right? <laughs> Finding a little switch sometimes is a little tricky. Yeah. So we'll do that. Um, for diabetic alert dogs, um, there's a, if you're about to have, it's not an attack. It's um, a seizure. Not, not for diabetes. Oh, it's not hypoglycemic shock? Yes. Yes. There's a there's a smell on you when that is about to happen. So what we do is we'll take cotton swabs when like that's about to happen, which is super not ethical. But they, yeah, it's not great. I'm not explaining this very well. But yeah, you got to come up with an active diabetic. Right, but event. we'll yeah, we'll swab like. Well, I'm glad someone figured out how to do it. Yeah, yeah it's super important. Yeah, so you freeze that scent so you can train with it later on. Oh. Interesting. So, yeah, <laughs> but obviously that person was fine. Like it wasn't. Yeah. Sorry, I'm no, 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 not explaining that, it very well. No, 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 no it makes perfect I think sense. We got it. I yeah, think we got it. I want to see your freezer. Oh, <laughs> our all freezer. these little cuts. <laughs> oh man, our freezer right now I think is full of tuna fudge. Our dogs listen. Our dogs respond really well to very smelly treats because it's a high reward. Okay. Hot, sometimes hot dogs, like just chopped up hot dogs, don't do it and they get bored. So the smellier the treat, the, the higher reward it is. That okay. That explains a lot of things. <laughs> Dr. Axup got us some soaps from a- Local. Locally made. Right. From a friend of yours, yes. Yes, yes we, 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 we've uh, met in fifth grade. Only yes. in fifth grade. Only in fifth grade. Not any other. Only, because, fifth only fifth Yes, only fifth grade because I had to go to a different school because of district lines, and his family moved to Bettendorf. So we only knew each other for fifth grade. And then as seniors in high school, the gas and electric company had a science contest, and they selected a, a student from each of the, the high schools. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, Rock Island and Bettendorf, Moline, East Moline, and I don't know whether, I think it was a guy from West, but there might have been a guy from Central as well. And then they picked one teacher and sent us to San Diego Ooh. for the Edison birthday celebration, which for gas and electric co electric <laughs> companies, that's a big deal. And yeah. so it was this amazing uh, convention 
And he was selected from Bettendorf, and I was selected from Rocky. And and it had been since fifth grade since we had seen each other. And then uh, we went our separate ways to college. He actually went to Stanford, and I went to Purdue. But then when I went to Pasadena, we were relating stories how we would drive up toward the Bay Area, and he and his friends would drive down to go to Tommy's Burgers, which was um, one of the main... You could actually dine in at Tommy's, but I guess they may have had a drive through but they came down to dine in mm-hmm. you know, at Tommy's. And so we were close, but we never, never crossed paths, yeah. even though we were like within seven miles of each other or something like that. So uh, he moves back to this area around 2000 and his daughter was in theater and the group she was in was doing a uh, musical at my church and they were having practice. I walk in not to watch the practice session but I had a, a meeting to go to and I walk in and I see the back of this guy <laughs> standing in the aisle kind of arms akimbo looking at the uh, at the the play and i i walk up behind him and so, and say are you harry coin and he says without turning around only if you're andy axa <laughs> and so we we uh, had a nice little uh a reunion there and then it turns out he he was big in computers and he was a computer consultant for lots of different things he he taught a class here mm-hmm. and he had sent a message and somehow it went to everybody but i saw it was from harry coin and that's harry g coin uh not the banker but and i said i know Harry G. Coin. How how many Harry G. Coins could there be? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I peel it off and send him a message and say, "Are you the?" <laughs> and so we started having lunch once a week when he was on campus at the uh, the grill spot. Rogalski. Rogalski. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then after he was done doing his adjuncting, we started doing breakfast once a week, and we've now been doing that what five years. We have breakfast once a week, travel permitting and mm-hmm. everything else. And uh, so he got into making brisket, cooking brisket, mm-hmm. uh, smoked brisket. Mm-hmm. It turns out his uh, his cousin's husband is a real brisket maker, and so he was kind of mentoring him. He says to me, I've done this only a couple times, and I'm getting all this fat off the brisket, because you don't take all of it off, but you take a good chunk yeah, of it. Yeah. So he was getting like maybe five pounds, seven pounds of fat every time he did a 15-pound brisket oh. or something like that. And so he said, what can I do with it? And I said, you can make candles. And he looks at me like, <laughs> candles? Okay, if you don't like that, make soap. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand Harry when he decides to do something. It's going to happen. He, he does it. He started reading all this stuff about how to make soap and the, and the ingredients and whatnot. And and he now has this uh, royal grace is what they call it. We thought about calling it Harry's Soap, but he didn't like that idea. <laughs> There is up. a brand, like a pretty mainstream brand called Harry's, though. Yeah. We sell it. Yeah, Harry's, <laughs> Harry's does uh, 
Shaving cream, they do deodorant, Crazy. bodies. Razors, yeah. I wear their deodorant. So yeah. anyway, and it's uh, what I like about it is that it's perfect for shaving because it lathers and stays and mm-hmm. smells good. And you can go to Royal Grace and you look for the one on, on the uh, search about the fountains or s- call it soap or whatever. And you'll, you'll find it and it. All they have there is uh, the flyer on what's in it, and it's uh, rather exotic, Nat- all natural ingredients and all that kind of stuff. It's so, uh, and then he he was trying to speed up the process. He said, "Well, you could do this or that, or and, and neither of those work. You got to do it the slow way if you want a good result." So that's Royal Grace soap, and I, I did learn really something. Good. Harry, it one does. of Harry's daughters, is uh, in the cosmetics world in new york city and so she did the flyer mm-hmm. for him and put in these big words that only cosmetics people know about and my favorite is uh anti-comotogenic well comotogenic is it blocks pores so this doesn't block your pores and i thought wow that's cool <laughs> you're like such a big word for such a, a simple, simple thing, thing. <laughs> yeah so anyway but no it's try it see what you think yeah. i you for sure will i uh really found a, a liking to it and this is someone who used ivory soap his whole life but i only use it for shaving because it's a rare commodity mm-hmm. yes yes yeah. you gotta not to be wasted it. yeah but uh to the one of the things I marveled at is in rendering the fat to get the tallow, uh, he had to, uh, you have to heat it and you want to squeeze out the cellular mm-hmm. matter in the process. And so he needed something to push it down with while it's hot. So he goes to a machine shop and says, here's the inner diameter and it's got to be. And so they made a little plunger for him, you know, and it's like, that's the kind like, of. like, fit it to this See, pot. he would have been a perfect problem solver yes. for OEG. Heck he, yeah. He could have done that. We would have had wonderful time <laughs> <laughs> working on projects. But anyway, so that's Harry. Yeah. yeah. We're very grateful that you brought us soap, honestly. Yeah, it kind of made my day. I needed that. (laughs) Check it out. It is now what I do, it it has ridges on it Mm -hmm. from when he cuts it. Mm -hmm. Okay, it looks like a bread loaf kind of thing, and then he slices it. And I think he even rotates it so it goes one Mm -hmm. and the other way Mm -hmm. on the other side, kind of thing. And so I like to use it from the edge so I can hold it on the ridges. That makes sense. That makes sense. Whereas my daughter, (laughs) she just, and rubbed all the edges off, and it's like, what'd you do that for? Now you can't pick it up because it's so. It's slippery. Slippery. Yep. So anyway, yes. So that's uh, not a project. Well, actually, I talked to him. I put a bug in his ear and said, maybe... We could expand some of the operation as a chemistry project for students interested. There is a soap lab that the chemistry 103, our nursing chemistry does. This is more serious than that. This is actually production. And ideally, we could uh, uh, get the art department to do the packaging label. Mm -hmm. And we could have business marketing. It could be a whole campus-wide campus program. But it would be an integrated, and chemistry would make it. You know, yeah. 
un, under his guidance. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, because you don't want to cut. He, it was interesting. He, he gave me a couple bars the other day, and one of them wasn't square cut. It was thicker at one end and mm-hmm. tapered. Mm-hmm. He said, don't give that one. To, that's for you. <laughs> Good. Cared quality, about the quality. Quality control yes. here. Yes. You know, don't, that's, that's for you. <laughs> I love him. He's great. If you make that happen, let me know. That's well, something I would be interested we're, in. Uh, we're working. I mean, I, I don't know how to. Putting my name in. Really. Uh, but it, it might start out as uh, the, the, the big trick is maintaining the effort semester oh. after semester. Because mm-hmm. once you graduate, we got to have people right. behind it. So we'll see. What if you added that to the kids in chemistry program? Oh, uh, well, yeah, but we or can't just do it one summer, you're I mean, yeah. a week. Yeah. It's it's really, you do this, maybe you go through the whole process once a month, mm-hmm. and you get smoked brisket sandwiches at the end, because that's where all that's the... That's a good reward. Yeah. yeah. I he would makes, show up for that. He makes a good brisket, too, so I'll, I'll say that he he's... Uh, in the Bettendorf Rotary, and he already has a reputation there that he'll donate a brisket, and they raffle it off. And so, like, you know, 10-pound brisket will go for a couple hundred dollars. Wow. Because people know how good it is. (laughs) He's a high-class kind of guy. I I don't know what. (laughs) I don't know why he's hanging out with me, (laughs) but. (laughs) But, no, and. it's uh, it's been a lot of fun over the years, and that's something when you get to be my age. I'm not old, old, but I I have more years behind me mm-hmm. than I have years ahead, probably, and so uh, relationships with people over time and outside your family, and not not just those are important. Those are very important. But relationships with people you have along the way. And when I tell people, yeah, we, we went to fifth grade together, they look at me like. Anyway, Just I, fifth grade? And, and he still has the school picture for our class. Mm-hmm. And we were going through and we were naming everybody in the picture. And he said, who's that? I don't recognize it. And then he would jump. And so that's one thing nice I found about moving back to your hometown. Turns out a, a guy I went to school with lives a like two blocks around the corner from me. And so when I go out walking, which is early, but he goes to work early. He, he's on his way to work mm-hmm. by 6. And so when I'm walking by, I usually make him late <laughs> to work because we'll stop and talk for 10 minutes. <laughs> but the guy he works for went to high school. <laughs> so they get it. He, he understands. Yeah. And you sort of have these connections at different periods in your life. So... I also have a few buddies from high school, junior high and high school, and uh, we've started doing a, well, the local ones, we have a monthly dinner, but we've started going every other year on a trip. Now, for us, a trip means sea airplanes. Yes. Yeah. And so um, we've we've done things, and we're, we're starting to plan the, the one for this summer. Is it this summer? This summer. Yeah. We got to get that going. And then I I have some buddies from grad school. We shared a house when we were in school together. And we get together every year for about a half a week or whatever. That's that's been a lot of fun reconnecting. They're both retired now. I'm the only one working. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I took a wrong turn at Albuquerque <laughs> or 
whatever, you know. And uh, but anyway, it's uh, it's a lot of fun to uh, reconnect with people. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Father's Day fly-in in Geneseo? Uh, for the uh, is that the Stearmans? It's like one big field, but they do like a pancake breakfast, and then there's like a car show oh, as okay. well. I, I, no, I haven't. Okay. I've um, got a buddy, one of the high school guys is down there in Abingdon. Okay. South, and he says they have a Stearman fly-in. I think it's in October though, or September. So this must be something else that they're doing Yeah, I think there. they're separate. We're working on, uh, but like last, not last year, but the year before we went up to, I mean, the, this is the stupid things. We lived here all our lives. And we had never been to the Oshkosh Air Show. It's big. It's, it's massive. It's okay. big. My brother's and gone a couple years in a row. He usually tries to work it and stuff. So. And so we planned our trip around spending one day at the Oshkosh. And it was a Thursday. So we thought, no crowds, no pro- So there was no trouble parking. Mm-hmm. It was just amazing. We, we of course, went to the... Uh, the old aircraft area of the world, the warbirds, I guess they called it. Mm-hmm. And what was fascinating was you'd be looking at these planes sitting out on the grass. And while you're there, another one just flew in and is taxiing in. And so you get to see it running. <laughs> it's and pretty hear what it sounds like. And everything. But this, the, the day, the day we went, they had some uh, demonstration shows, but the show stealer was the Goodyear blimp. I never knew that thing could maneuver. Oh. It was nose down, nose up, rocking side to side. I never would have thought yeah, no, that. It, was... It's this huge blimp sort of dancing out there, <laughs> you know, and they were having a good time. But I, I was... I, I didn't know they could do yeah. that, you know, but uh, it was pretty cool. So, but then, uh, you know, we, we patched together a, a route of things to do. And mm-hmm. and then I, you know, do family. I go down to Texas to see my daughter mm-hmm. and, and sister and my niece and nephews, things like that. Yeah. I, I don't know what I would do in retirement, so I guess I better keep working. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think I can re- imagine you retired. I don't think you'd be good at being retired. <laughs> no, not... not you like especially not after hearing about all you've done. Yeah. It just, you don't seem like the type to kick Go your feet quietly. up and relax. Yeah, like Correct. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again next time.